0: Especially when you discover like a squirrel fight club going on, which is always really interesting because every once in a while it happens and it's fun to watch, but it's also annoying because then the dogs get amped up and it's like, let's go break it up. Fuck it. Let's go get them.
1: And they get all Uh, amped up. Let's back up. Explain to me this squirrel fight club.
0: So occasionally I'll walk Oh, They're very
2: territorial. Yeah, they're very territorial. Rodents. rodents What does a Tyler
1: Durden squirrel look
2: like? Hmm. Uh, prettier than you. Hey. Because if if it's if it's like Tyler, Tyler Durden and it's Brad Pitt, then it's prettier than you. <laughs> it's the Brad Pitt of squirrels. But,
0: but yeah, um, <laughs> it's it's just I just run into squirrels fighting randomly. Like that happens in my neighborhood. So yeah. It's 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 super annoying because the dogs won't go and concentrate to poop because they're so amped up watching the squirrels fight, and like Mandy's actually stumbled on them fighting near a pool, or near the pool, and like one of them is all bloody and messed up, and then they see the dogs and they just stop. Like it's like, okay, bro, we'll 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 put this on hold. Don't you worry though. We'll we'll continue this
1: later. So the moment you said pool, I immediately my brain immediately was like, is one of those squirrels pulling off a sick like environmental takedown of like holding an art squirrel underwater or something?
0: Uh, not yet. Soon, but we'll see.
1: See, <laughs> what
2: comes into my head is the scene out of Lionheart, the Van Dam classic, where the last battle is in fact in a, or not the last, one, but one of the, one of the battles is indeed in a partially drained pool.
1: I know I've seen it, I'm like, yeah, that's the Van Damme movie.
2: Oh, I've watched almost every single fighting going on. <laughs> yeah, I've I've watched almost every single Van Damme movie that has ever existed. I think i may have watched them all. I think I've literally watched them all, and I'm not sure what that says about me.
0: Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast episode 140. 140. Shenanigans, level 140. Yes, and we're back in another week of Shenanigans. Right, guys? Shenanigans? Sure. Yes. Yeah, shenanigans. Sh- yeah. Anyway, yeah, so we're back. Uh, I am, of course, Alex, a.k.a. Maeve online. I am joined here today with Mordak, a.k.a. Charlie. That's his government name. And then we have Henry, a.k.a. Nomad Har, which is just what I'm going to go by, but I know he goes by another one. What's the other one?
2: Kraken Zero.
0: There we go. Kraken Zero. I mean, actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, how many times have we actually done intros where we reference your actual tag, Henry? Uh,
2: I don't. I don't think you have. I don't think we've ever mentioned my. I mean, Nomad Har is like my username for a lot of stuff, and Kraken Zero is my other username for a lot of other yeah, stuff. I was
1: gonna so. say the Kraken name is kind of his uh, his wrestling business name too. Oh, that's yeah. his.
0: That's his wrestling name. Yep.
2: And I just, and basically, it's a brand. Yeah. Do you I slam
1: mean.
0: people into the depths? Is yeah. that like your move? Yes. Yep. Yeah, Absolutely. I got it. I got it. I got it.
1: Please yeah, tell me you have no. a move called Undertow. Oh,
2: that would be cool. Come on. No, I do have a move called the DLC, though.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have to pay Ugh. extra to see it?
1: <laughs> it kind of feels like it was cut from the main content.
0: Oh. <laughs> When pay-per-view has DLC, we've reached.
2: Reach pay-per-view peak. is DLC. It's literally <sighs> DLC to the to the you know. We, because you can watch the normal show for free. You know, you can go watch Raw or whatever. You know, for free on whatever network. You know, on USA or whatever. Well,
0: that's like saying I music
1: concerts are DLC. Yep, they are. No, no, they're not, no, no, they're not because no part of music is free. No YouTube. YouTube is free. You are still technically paying. like You, you are. Yeah. You're getting ads. so well, Then you're stealing, but... <laughs> so,
0: yeah, Henry, Kraken Zero, the thief.
1: Yeah, yep,
2: that's
0: me. You're the guy they talk about when they say you wouldn't download a car. You download cars, don't you? I would also oh, yeah. download a car. I, I would be talk- honest, I'd fucking download a car in a heartbeat.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think I, it's a pretty so- safe <laughs> assumption if you're on this podcast. You would probably download a car if you could. Yep. Hell, I, I might actually have some 3D print files of cars I have no use <laughs> for currently downloaded <laughs> just so I could be like, yo, I'm downloading a car! Because I would.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yes. but oh, yeah! Podcast! Woo! You guys excited? I mean, sure. after all, it, it is it is the game that should not be named happening today as we're recording this it hasn't started yet, but uh, happening today. Way to
1: cement this episode in time. Yes, I understand both of you want to be watching the, the British cricket finals right now. But thanks for taking some time out of your schedule to record a podcast.
0: <laughs> I'm saying it happens to be the same day. I only want to watch that because the commercials. I could care less about the game. It's Tom Brady there yet again. Yes,
1: Tom Brady, famous cricket player. Yes. Yep, he'll yep. be
0: there yet again. No one gives a shit.
1: I, I kind of wish I care you... about the commercials. I as someone who in theory should care about the Super Bowl because the team I grew up rooting for is in it. Even I'm like, I don't give a fuck.
0: Well that's the thing. As much as people want to give him hate, the dude is
1: fucking good. Like, there's no denying the dude's skill. Sure. And his team is good. Again, like, it's the, I should be like, yeah, on this one. Even I'm bored of the Patriots being in the Super Bowl. It's like, oh, man, I gotta watch it this year. Fuck.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and I, yeah, I'm totally not. I am definitely not. I have way better things to do with my time, like stare at the wall and watch paint dry. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 way, way down there on my list of things I would actually resort to.
1: I, I'm far more invested in how many of the ads this year are secretly tied commercials. That's, that's what I care more about. Can they follow up last year's brilliant tied campaign with something that I'm equally invested in, enough to name a podcast episode about? You'd you think this might be a podcast. No, Tide commercial. <laughs> <laughs> no, given how I'm dressed, it's definitely not a tied ad. Definitely not. Yeah, but yeah. Um... Enough about corporations. We're not sponsored to talk about, right? <laughs> and a sporting event none of us really care about.
0: But if you listen to, uh, oh, no. we are pretty filthy. Tide sponsor us. Sponsor us.
1: <laughs> I'm Austin trying to be subtle here. You by Tide, Tide. Apparently, they'll sponsor <laughs> any shit.
0: I'm trying to be subtle here, but fucking sponsor us. <laughs> was that subtle? I don't know if it was subtle enough.
1: Mm. <laughs> so uh, what you been up to this week, Alex?
0: Let's take a look here. Um, I have not heard of the fact that I hate squirrels. D-
1: did you play the anthem demo at least?
0: I haven't actually downloaded it yet. No, the I actually-
1: fuck is wrong with you?
0: Dude, I've been so caught up with stuff. I've been busy this week. What have I, you I been busy not with?
1: Had, uh,
0: not playing games, actually.
1: What have you actually been busy with? I don't remember. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's the thing. I Liar. know I've been busy, but
0: I don't remember with what. I just World know of Warcraft. I haven't played. You've been
1: seeing that bitch World of Warcraft again, haven't you? No,
0: actually, I have not played a lot of World of Warcraft this week. What? What? Yeah. I logged on, like monday and tuesday and that was it like after that i logged in maybe yesterday well i logged in yesterday for raid but like like normally i'd play like tuesday wednesday too but like i no, I just haven't had a lot of time to be on i was also sick uh mm. wednesday so i was like i tried to get on for like an hour and i'm like nope fuck this i'm going right back to bed so
1: well yeah I'm, so you uh, have been seeing that bitch World of Warcraft behind our backs.
0: But I haven't not been seeing that bitch World of Warcraft. Let's be honest here. But just not at the intensity that I that you would accuse me of right now. Mm-hmm. Feel a little tacked.
1: Did Same. you raid this week?
0: Uh yeah. I raid every week. hmm Yes, I raid every
1: week. I got no more energy for this joke. I got nothing else to deal with. <laughs>
0: But yeah, um other than that, like it s it's been it was kind of a slow week. I did actually go out and have a really nice date night with the girlfriend, which was really nice. Are you in Polar
1: Vortex territory? Getting snow pretty soon. So Snow is not Polar Vortex, that's just called weather.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, polar vortex is when the newscast actually says try not to talk because even speaking mm-hmm. is dangerous in this cold. Seriously, that was the thing that was actually said on the
0: news. If
1: we have any listeners currently going through the polar vortex, dude, that fucking sucks. We, yeah, there's not a goddamn thing this podcast could do to help you except maybe entertain you. But just uh, stay just safe.
0: Put on a put on another layer. You'll be okay. Just
1: suck yeah. it up.
2: And apparently, if you're outside, don't even open your mouth to speak.
1: Don't go outside. Like that's that's the you're first like, mistake you made was leaving your house. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's nowhere near on the same scale, but like my, my girlfriend who was not from a place that gets cold all that frequently has been kind of following the polar vortex news with just fascination. And I, I am from a place that this is not me. This is not me gatekeeping being cold, but some of the like some of these shocking stuff next to stuff that just kind of not happened every year, but happened with enough frequency where I grew up. It's like, yeah, no, that, that, that sucks. I've lived through it a couple of times. Yeah. It, negative 20 fucking blows. Having school closed not for snow, but because going outside might give you frostbite, is terrible. Yeah,
2: Yeah. and and terrifying. Yes.
1: No, it's it's been kind of, it's been interesting following it because it's kind of this, like, oh, yeah, that sucks, and this is why I don't live in cold places anymore. Yeah. (laughs) I remember all this shit happening growing up. It was terrible.
0: Yeah, no no polar vortex here. Uh, as far as I know, I don't know if I'll I'll reach that. I just know we're getting snow. So, I look yeah. forward to taking on the snow for the first time, because I've never lived yes, in a place is where it actually... Yes, it is.
2: They allow spikes on tires in Portland.
1: That's for sure. You can't do spikes on roads, I don't think, is the rule. Like, yeah, regardless but, of state, because they just destroy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But I know that there, uh, I don't remember, there is something which, yeah, definitely there, they, like, it's one of the places that actually do allow spikes on tires, but not on, like, major roads and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is, yeah. But so, yeah, so at least there's rules there that allow you to actually get around still when there's a heavy winter.
0: So, yeah, I just look forward to the snow. It's going to be fun uh i am very excited about it because like i said i've never lived in a place where it actually snows so
1: oh really yeah i'm excited yeah. for your first snow uh, it's I, i'm not I, i'm not trying to like gatekeep being colder weather but like it's it defines you as a person
2: it's cool but i mean yeah. it's yeah honestly like i mean i grew up in the midwest yeah i saw snow most winters A lot of winters, actually, like, saw snow all the time, and ice definitely, if not snow, so... Yeah, it's... Though, because of that, it's weird for me to think that there's a lot of people in the world in general that haven't seen snow in person. Why is the sky attacking us with cold?
1: (laughs) I just heard what my girlfriend did, which was look directly up into the sky, go... Oh god, it's snow. This is so cool and gets smacked in the eye by a giant snowflake. Ooh. The first time she saw snow. It was this great like 10 second thing of it's so pretty. Oh god, it's so cold. <laughs> TV and movies have lied to me. And they have. Yes, absolutely. Uh guess I'll go next. Um, I played two things this week. I I checked out the the Anthem Public Demo, uh, it's... Is that still going on, by the way? It is running through Sunday, which they were recording this, so yes, it is in theory still up. Uh, it's... I, I don't know what to think at this bar. fixed. They're replaced with a couple new connectivity issues. They... They unlocked... ...For us, if you were in the VIP Demo... That's you. You can try all the javelins now in the normal in the public demo, I guess, which is cool. Cause I try them all out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I guess, activity issues. The 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 game, what the game is, is still fun to me. And they did a real good job of fixing that VIP demo to the public. Like, I, I believe they can fix all this stuff. Like it's again, like it's the they said, yeah, we got it, and they appear to have for the most part. Uh, it's
2: oh oh yeah, they've also added skins. Free skins, vinyl. Also, yeah.
1: Um. So if you were in the VIP yeah. demo, you were always going to get one vinyl. You're now getting two. Yeah. Both look pretty cool. the The vinyl system is something I thought looked real lame when they were showing it off, and in hindsight, I'm like, ah, these are actually okay. I, it's the demo you're playing. The, the The public demo is the exact same build as the VIP demo for the most part because all my progress from the VIP demo carried into the public demo, which on one hand, was kind of annoying, because it meant I had less to do in the public demo, but also, it meant I could just fuck around with the javelins however I wanted to, which was kind of nice, and uh, it's a, i I've now played all four javelins, and it is impressive and a little concerning just how different that game is, depending on what javelin you're playing. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> in I, I a good way, though, I can, like, to make the obvious comparison, like, to, to Warframe and Destiny, where th- the game is definitely different depending on what class you're playing, but also not really to a certain extent, the Colossus, the Ranger, the Interceptor, and the Storm all play really differently to each other, to the point where, like, if you're using a sniper rifle on anything but the Storm, I think you're playing that game wrong. Huh. Wait. wait. using what again if you're you're playing with a sniper rifle with uh, on any javelin except the storm i genuinely Uh think you're playing that game wrong like it's the if you are playing an interceptor and aren't running like an smg or a machine pistol or something and a shotgun build i also think you're probably playing that game wrong like if you're playing a colossus and not using the colossus specific weapons again wrong i and like the range of Master chiefy generic soldier of the classes, but also it's the yeah, you could run a sniper rifle on that, but like, marksman rifle and a thing with full auto or a shotgun is probably better, just like, every javelin has very specific kind of ranges of engagement and there's a lot of perceiving, there's a lot of perceived overlap of how the kind of different weapon types work, and there is, like the there is LMGs, auto rifles and submachine guns, and Machine pistols, maybe I'm maybe SMGs and machine pistols are the same thing. I'm not totally sure, but like they're all bullet spray firing weapons. But the the range of engagement is so different from each gun. That's like nah, I, I, they they really are different depending on what javelin you're playing as. Like it's the the interceptor is all about run and gun. Like down to, it's the most agile. It's the most agile javelin in the game, which is cool. It's. Flight system is different. I'm not saying like the up and down, the actual mechanics of flying are, are different. It's the fact that you can uh, you kill your jets in that game and you kind of drop the javelin. You can whip, uh, you can whip around the camera so fast. The fastest way to turn with that thing is actually disengage your thrusters, slam the camera, and like just you can zip all the fuck over the place with that thing because of how it works. And you cannot do that with any of the other javelins. Like it's a very intentional feature to that. Main, which is cool and weird yeah like it's the the storm has the warlock jump from destiny where instead of its double jump being like a, a air boost it's a glide down which I wasn't expecting but makes total sense for that class which like that class wants to be in the air because when it's in the air it gets a boost to a shield which is Ooh. a cool mechanic and mm-hmm. I kind of begin to kind of I guess my gripe with some people out there after the VIP demo a lot of people were posting about how they couldn't get the storm to like do its in the air hover thing without taking too much damage. If you're having that problem, I think you just suck at that game. Like, I-, I was in the air in hover mode with the storm for upwards of like five minutes, I think, with no boosts to that like whole hovering system or something. I, it's yeah, that that thing wants to kind of have like a weird in the air sniper position. Like its weapons are the heavy pistol, the sniper rifle, and the marksman rifle, because you should never be close enough to use any of the really fast-firing or like shotgunny style stuff. Hmm. Like, you're going to die if you do that. It's sluggish, it's dodge is kind of weird, it's melee is kind of weird, all of it's, like, either take time to have effect or have charge-ups on them, but it's also the thing that fucking summons meteors from the sky to crush it with, which you have the best vantage for, the farther you are in the fucking air. Yep. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Sounds
2: pretty cool, yeah.
1: Again, like, the the parts of that game that are that game are real fucking cool. There's a whole list of technical issues that I'm a little bit concerned about, but also, when that game is cool, that game's really cool, and uh, uh, on that same page, we have been shown in demos and stuff, like, not playable demos, but, like, video stuff they put out a better build of this game and like some of the q a's like hey the weapon impact of these guns suck and people that like, BioWare's like yeah we know we're fixing it we're giving you better feedback it's like, oh cool so like this demo is a weird example of what that game might be because a it feels very stripped down. they have said hey we stripped this thing down to kind of hide a bunch of shit from players but also like i i, I would just play the free roam version of like the 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 demos as kind of not fun as they are. Stuff is genuinely cool. Flying around in the javelin, at least with a controller setup, which allegedly fixed PC. I don't know on that one. I haven't got to play a better PC build of it. It's a lot of fun. You feel like fucking Iron Man. That's cool. Like yeah, there there is a game you could make that is just like, hey, we gave you these awesome luscious maps to fly around in, and the the gameplay mechanic is managing kind of your swoop and not swoop and, like, your overheating stuff, and just going as far as... I'm like, like it, it gives me the same enjoyment getting from point A to point B that Racing the Sun does. Which is just a game about getting from point A to point B in kind of an expedited, efficient manner. Hmm. hmm. But, on the other end of the video game spectrum, I play Dota 2 Auto Chess. Now,
2: what is that, even? So,
1: we have come
2: full circle
1: where Dota initially was a mod, was a custom gameplay made via the map editor system for Warcraft 3 Dota 2 auto chest auto chest, sorry not auto chest is a mod for Dota 2 which is a bot version of the Dota gameplay type that kind of returns to being a turn based strategy game kind of so I'm going to do a real bad way of explaining this because, A, I don't play Dota 2, really. I I downloaded Dota 2 to because it's fucking lit the internet on fire.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't fully grasp how it works, but I had kind of fun playing it for a little while, and I don't think I'll play more of it, but so the way it works is you load into a map and it's like it's eight players at once. And you're not any types of team. It's it's technically PvP, except when it's not. Like, it's, I think it's like the first five rounds are you versus creeps. And the way it works is you buy units that are the, the like, genericized versions of... not I got, Generic's the wrong word, but like you buy characters from Dota 2 to put onto, I think it's a 10 by 10 grid field thing in positions, and then they fight other people's selected units and there's, like, a money system that you're buying units with, and, like, you're also fighting RNG because, like, at the end of each round, you get to pick from a random set, but you can also spend the gold you earn from winning and losing to do that, and, like, it's not you lose, you're out, it's you have a health bar that you lose health based on how many of your opponent's, um, characters are left at the end of a skirmish, and this work gets really weird, so your skirmish and your opponent's skirmish don't play out at the same time, so your guys can be fighting someone else's, but they're not really. They're fighting like shadows of someone else's. So it's possible for you and your opponent to win in the same round. I, and I'm doing a real bad job explaining because it's real weird. I it's go watch it. It's kind of fascinating. Hmm. Like I, I, I had more fun watching it than I think I had playing it. But also, like this is the most fun I've ever had with Dota or anything called Dota. So I it's. It is cool in a way it shouldn't be, but also feels kind of like a weird mobile game for my phone. Like this huh. is definitely a uh, game yeah, that begs I see that. for a like touch interface. Hmm. Like I, it kind of found the I, I played Clash Royale really briefly. It's the same type of fun that game was, but fairer. Uh, it's it's real weird. I started playing cuz a bunch of like Hearthstone people were like, "Hey, you should go check out Dota 2." Uh, I don't care what you think ever Hearthstone people, but Hearthstone people <laughs> talking about another game, okay, I'll check that out. <laughs> and it's it's weird. It's free cuz Dota's free and there are microtransactions to put into the game, and, like, you can buy couriers off eBay and then scan a game, because it's definitely just, like, an asset steal from Dota and the kind of Steam Workshop. Like, there there are models in the game that are not in Dota yet because they're not approved from the Steam Workshop yet, which is a whole other another weird nightmare, but... I, it's fun. I, I, a lot of people are playing it. Huh. Like, I think it's gotten up to, like, 100,000 active players all at once or something. Dang. Yeah. Huh. That's
0: that's pretty sizable, actually.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, like, it's the most mod-ass mod ever. Like, you'll have giant, like, big text flying across your It's just like, yeah, it's Times New Roman. Fuck yeah, it's free. <laughs> uh, it- yeah, I... Definitely watch it. Like, this is a weird... I don't know how long it will be around, I don't know how long it will be fun to play, but, like, it's, it's definitely worth checking out just from a, like, this is a time-in-place video game thing. Like, this is, it feels in the same way that Dota used to to Warcraft 3, where it's like, this isn't the right way to play this at all, but for a group of people, this is a much better game, and you're just using the assets from what it used to feel like to play Dota back in Warcraft 3 days. Which is a bizarre wow. world to live in and kind of cool, but also just like why. But yeah, that's what I've been playing. Love you
2: enough to, Henry. Uh well, my graphics card I have not replaced it yet, so I'm still stuck sort of playing games that won't tax my poor little onboard video card. So I one thing I played that I thought was kind of interesting, so John Romero, yes, that John Romero. He did a game jam about. I guess it's actually a year ago or something, but he released released the game in a sort on his blog. More recently, it's and it's a game made in like ten hours, so it's pretty cool. It's just a little point and click thing, and huh. it's just sort of like it's called July Fourth, nineteen seventy six. You can find it on his blog, and it's kind of interesting. It's of some really really neat storytelling actually with kind of minimalist elements and it yeah it's a point and click and you sort of click and you find the find out about what's going on in the history of things and some things are unexplained purposely and some things are and it's actually kind of a cool little experience it won't take you more than like a few minutes to go through but kind of cool it's the dude is still all about games and game design and stuff, as is we it know from Good
1: John Romero or Tana John Romero.
2: No, it's Good John Romero, and I, and I expect the same of Sigil because Sigil is actually going to be released very soon. I'm looking forward to that. But with those of you that don't know what that is, that is a new Doom wad that John Romero made uh, over the past year, essentially, and. While the box sets for Sigil, which by the way are awesome, they already sold out, the WAD itself is free. He will be, whenever he releases it properly, and it should be this month, it will be free. You can just download it. As long as you have a registered copy of Doom, you can play it. So that's, so that's, I think that's pretty cool. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but the little game jam game, kind of cool. Uh, I also, Finally got around to playing a good bit of Lady Killer in a Bind, and that is a visual novel. It's a visual novel done by Christine Love, Long Love Conquers All Games, who is is a really cool designer. I've played her other stuff: Hate, uh, Analog, A Hate Story, and Hate Plus. Uh, I really enjoyed those games a lot. What's but it about it exactly? Killer, it is all right. So the premise, and I don't want to give away too much of it because Not it sure, is you such it's a
1: visual novel. Yeah
2: it's It's a fantastic game, but the premise is that you you play a character who is a twin and uh like uh fraternal twins, so you're the female twin and your brother is a male twin, and essentially he asks you to take his place on a cruise because you look so much alike and basically all you had to do is dress kind of like in suits and stuff, and nobody can tell the difference apparently visually and so you it's about you going on this cruise and sort of all these social interactions with the very very peculiar people on the cruise basically these are his classmates it's sort of their it's i guess they went to some sort of private school and this is their cruise that they're doing like as you know senior cruise or graduated senior cruise but it's it's a fantastic game it's so good i mean and i'm not even that far into it it's already kind of blown me away at how good it is. And I've played a few visual novels, and a lot of them can be pretty awful and pretty shallow. And this one is not in any sense. It's got well-developed, really cool characters. It approaches sexuality in a truly mature way, like a properly mature way. Uh, it, it is very much on issues of consent, and in a positive way, like, like you it's just it like that part of it is super good. They even mention it if you whenever you boot up the game it it talks about the consent thing because it doesn't involve there are like there are romantic interludes which you can also skip. you can actually put on the option to skip any of their romantic interludes, and some of them can involve b d s m and but it makes it clear that it's about it's all ultimately about consent, and that's that's the important thing when it comes to the like I said, the maturity of the sexual themes here there's no there's no nasty implied rape here. there's no 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 that really sickening sexuality stuff it's 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 wholesome in that it is about consent, but it's just well done the The mechanics of the game are cool. The plot is really excellent. There's so many directions it can go. I mean, there's so many choices at all points. And even choices, and I think one of the cooler mechanics is you can interrupt people essentially. Like, it'll I'll occasionally bring up choices for you to interrupt, and if you just wait a second, you'll end up with more choices. If you, like, let the person talk a little longer, or let the conversation go on, you'll have more choices of how you want to respond instead of being impatient. Or, it's it's super cool. I, I say you know, if you have a chance to pick it up and you're in that type of this type of thing sounds interesting to you. Pick it up; it's super good. That this, this she makes great games. She makes some really, really, truly excellent games. I haven't picked up her newest one, but I plan on doing so. But Lady Killer in a Bind, fantastic visual novel. Cool. Hmm. Uh, other than that, yeah, I didn't. I didn't get up to too much. I mean, essentially, I'm still. Trying to figure out a replacement for my graphics card. Yeah. So. Yes. So so until that happens, I'm just gonna continue to play games that don't tax my system. Basically, I haven't been playing any 3D games.
1: Nah, sure.
2: I did pick up a game though yesterday because Ubisoft is having a Lunar New Year sale, which mm-hmm. is super cool, and so you can pick up at least one game completely for free, and a lot of their games in general at a pretty good discount right now, actually. Is that so,
1: through the um, Uplay system, or?
2: That's through the Uplay, so it's not, so these things are not on sale on Steam. I actually checked. I was curious. They are only on sale in the, uh, in their, uh, their, Wait, So is that through own... the, is,
1: is that through the Uplay system, or nah?
2: Yeah, that is, it is through the Uplay system. You could only buy it through the Uplay store. It is not on sale okay. on Steam. I did check that. I did actually check that, and so, yeah, if you go there, you can get in on, it also, like, not just the games, like, all the hoodies and clothing, there's several, lots of this, just lots of stuff in general is on sale on there, so, Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I picked up, uh, Discovery Tour as well, Assassin's Creed Discovery Tour, which is massively on sale, and it's my favorite part of, part of Assassin's Creed, it's, it's, it's Assassin's Creed minus the actual game part. It's just Assassin's Creed History Tour. And I think that's awesome. And yeah, so this one is it's this for, one's on um, Egypt.
1: It's for Origins, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's for Origins, and it's Egypt and you know, I, I I like history in general and I'd love to know more about Egyptian history. Yes, thank you. Especially in a cool graphical sense. I haven't installed it yet because I'm afraid it would probably <laughs> if I ran it, it, it would it would melt my it would totally melt my poor onboard video card. Yeah, but.
1: probably. But, yeah, so
2: that that was my week. Buying things that I can't play.
1: <laughs> Sounds familiar, but at least you have an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> That's like back when I was in the grips of playing way too much Destiny. it's like, oh I bought this game, I should play it not going to, but I should. <laughs> That's every Steam sale. I'm going to yeah. buy all these games. Have I actually played? I got into Steam sale yeah. way too late. Like, to be fair, I think I've I've at least opened almost everything I own on Steam that I intentionally bought. Like the stuff they throw, it's like, oh, you bought this game, so we you four games. Fuck that bullshit. See,
2: for me, it was Humble Bundle. I have, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I've managed not to avoid like double buying a game thus far on humble bundle but
1: it's it's the most first-worldy <laughs> problem ever but like i've managed to i think it's like one in every like in all the batches of the last couple rounds of playstation plus games like the big marquee game of we're giving you this for free This i already own so it's like man if only i'd I... waited three years to play that yeah <laughs> Well, you know,
2: next next this month is the last month of their them offering PS3 games. Yeah, PlayStation Plus. That's kind of sad face.
1: It but is, ill's,
2: but ill's coming. Ill's coming. Yeah, they announced but,
1: this a while ago.
2: Yeah, but in return, it's like this month is a apparently a pretty big month. They're offering some pretty cool stuff.
1: Yeah, I, we don't typically cover that stuff. Yeah, some cool stuff coming that I may play when they come out. Yeah. it's very weird, the idea of having For Honor just digital in my library is something appealing, because I already own For Honor for the PS4, but I'd have to get the fucking discount for it to play it again. (laughs) I I
0: forgot I have For Honor.
1: (laughs) That game has been in the background secretly being really well supported, and I'm excited to dive back in, because I technically own a physical copy of that game that I stopped playing, because something else came out and made me pull it out of my PS4. It's I have learned the dark lesson from that game of, if it's a multiplayer game, just buy it digital, Charlie.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, that game's on sale too, by the way, in the Ubisoft. Sport. It's a great game. I know that
1: I, it's yeah. If you've I, never I'm, played I'm, For Honor, you should.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm honestly tempted to you know pick it up. To be perfectly honest,
1: For Honor is a fighting game for people that don't like fighting games. It's about the button inputs. Yeah. yeah. It's a good way to put it. I, yeah. Time for news? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Alex? <laughs> Alex? Oh, I was just messing with you. See if you okay. think your audio is Okay. Up. Thanks. <laughs> no, we're good. Fuck you. <laughs> Alright, so first off the bat, we got super scooped last week, and by that I mean... Hours after we finished recording this podcast, uh, they got out there and announced way more fighters for Dragon Ball Z fighters, Dragon Ball fighters Z, whatever the fuck it's called. They came out there and announced six more characters for Dragon Ball Super. They are uh, Jiren and Videl, who's also kind of backed up by Great Saiyan Man and Dragon Ball Super Broly and Dragon Ball Super Go uh, Gogeta. I want to pronounce it Go. I pronounce Gogeta <laughs> Go- yeah, for you. <laughs> a fucking decade, Vegeta is so much cooler than Gogeta.
2: He's a real Gogeta. I,
1: yeah, I didn't know what Gogeta was. Like, I didn't. Know, I owned a Vegeto action figure before I knew what the fuck Vegeto was. So, <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's like so Vegeta's in, brother. Got it.
0: So, in a weird way, Gogeta technically wasn't lore originally. He was like lore in a he sense only of like showed the, up the offshoot in the, movies, like,
1: non-canon. Movies. yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, the non canon yeah. movies. The actual canon character would be Vegito. Yes. So it makes sense that people would know about Vegito, but not Gogeta. No, no, With I knew L. about
1: Gogeta. I just thought it was pronounced Gogeta. Like, you have to understand, oh. anime was so scarce where I grew up. I learned mostly oh, yeah. about Dragon Ball from fucking toys.
0: So, like, do you call him Gogeta? Like, how would you pronounce it out there in Boston?
1: Uh, Gogeta, probably. <laughs> 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 yes, uh, uh, so, uh, by the time you're hearing this, and uh, for a couple of days since by the time you're hearing this, Jiren and Videl are actually in game already. Like, I, it's this announcement popped up, and I'm like, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, but so uh, there's no gameplay footage of Go Getta or Go Fucking damn it. Or <laughs> New Broly. Uh, we're, we're now Canonic- officially- hmm? canonically
2: Go Getta now. <laughs>
1: the sws version of go go, go getta yes king <laughs> no nicolai tracksuit Nikolai's, yeah go getta <laughs> i like this I, i'm a fan of this uh, there's no official footage of go getta or broly in game or dragon ball super broly broly's already in the game but we're now one step closer to my dream of an all broly dbc fighting team so Oh dude, all they have to do is add the Broly like the
0: chemical Broly from uh clone Broly speak
1: of bio Broly. Bio (laughs) Broly, bro. And then you have three Broly. That's not Uh, that's the extra non canon previous Broly. Like that's the It's a Broly 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 Brawl. That's the Broly we DBZ fans of Broly are like, nah, that movie didn't happen. No, it totally did. No, it didn't happen. It made Broly less cool and less dumb. <laughs> they didn't get broly at all when they made that, mm-hmm yes, we are we are now we've now exceeded at least two teams of nothing but unique uh, Vegeta uh, not Vegeta Goku characters closing in rapidly on a third.
0: mm-hmm. little tidbit, by the way, just because I'm curious. do you guys know the other than the, the the way they're fused, what the difference is between Gogeta or Gogeta and Vegeto? Um, yes, the I fusion
1: do. dance is Gogeta, and the earrings are Vegito.
0: yeah, but I mean, other than the fusions themselves what's what's the, what's kind of a big defining difference? Vegeta the is the
1: dominant personality in Vegito, and Goku is the dominant personality in Gogeta, yeah, yep. I like that tidbit yeah
0: i I've always been team Gogeta like i'm I'm team Ve- a fusion.
2: I'm team Vegito because Vegeta is just infinitely more interesting and has better catchphrases.
0: Vegeta is it, Vegeta is a great character overall. I love, especially Bajin. Vegeta was probably one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. But tell me about Go Gogeta is
1: just legit. Well, and I'm gonna Go-geta. say me and intellectual Go-geto. team Piccolo. So yeah,
2: who's <laughs> already a fusion of multiple characters. Definitely,
1: he's dry yeah. fused by the end of the franchise.
2: Yep,
0: that's
1: right.
2: And still lagging behind the Dragon Ball, the, the, uh, the, the, uh, Goku and We can do
1: an episode someday on the bullshitness that is Saiyan biology, which is, every time you get beaten to death, you come back, like, with a multiplier next to you.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: And how maybe Frieza was right to wipe them out, but that's a separate topic.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, I mean... Piccolo literally merges with God, and that's still not enough to keep up with the scions.
1: Yeah, it was okay against cell level of imperfect. What was it? Cell level two? Not as yeah, imperfect, like cell. slightly <coughs> <Yeah. versus laughs> less I- imperfect.
2: But even by that point, like, the scions are already blowing past everybody else. Yes. Yeah. Like, just ridiculously. But anyway, <laughs> yes,
1: we digress. We're all yeah. apparently D V C fans at one point in our. Oh life. God, oh yes.
2: yeah, oh yeah,
1: yes. Uh, two un two unannounced characters coming. There are rumors that they might be more Goku's. <laughs> Unclear what those Goku's <laughs> might be, but
0: well, one of the ones that I heard was definitely in talks was um, uh, Kefla. Was it the the fusion between Kefla and? I think is I think Kefla is the fusion. You know what I'm referring to? Do you guys watch yeah. Dragon Ball Super at all?
1: Not all I'm no. uh, not through all not through Black yet.
0: Okay. So
1: well actually no, yeah, you wouldn't have seen this one. Part you're you're talking yet. the Broly, um Yeah, the female, the female Broly, Broly. Broly Yeah, and, I, it's yeah. I've heard that one. The one I'd be more interested in that I've heard some rumors about was maybe Bulma or Chi Chi or Hercule or Mr. Satan as the intellectuals know him as. Yeah. Mr. Uh,
0: Hercule was done in the other games. Let him go. No, He's like no, the no, word
1: see. fetch. Stop trying to make it happen. If Dan can be in more than one Street Fighter game, Mr. Satan can be in more than one Dragon Ball Fighter. <sighs> I need my own miss... character.
2: So I haven't played the game. Is there a like young Goku among the choices? You
1: mean like pre-Super Goku? Saiyan Goku? Yeah.
2: yeah. It, There's O'Darus? a base Goku, yeah. Um, I mean, is it Kid Goku? No, no, there's not not Kid kid Goku. See, that's what I want in the game. I would want Kid Goku because Kid Goku is infinitely more fun of a character. Sure. And it actually makes sense that he acts like a kid because he's a
0: kid. What we need is a Super Saiyan Yamcha, guys. I know it's not possible because he's not written as a Saiyan. To further
1: derail us. Have you ever read the uh, like the uh, non-canon story of like a Dragon oh, yeah. Ball Z fan swaps brains with Yamcha and does what Yamcha yes. would have to do to remain relevant?
0: Yes,
2: yes, <laughs> no. I have, and it's amazing.
1: Yeah, it's or
0: actually Yamcha. really cool. Yeah, one day Yamcha, one day. No, although in Dragon Ball Fighter Z, he's actually pretty fucking boss. Uh, he as a has his moments.
1: Yeah, there's a, there's a guy who specializes in having him as his like. What's it? Third or something like that? Yeah, the uh, anch- anchor of the team. Yeah, anchor, yeah, Goichi. That wolfang fist. Yep. 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 That that's farther than That's more than Yamcha deserves. We need to move on. <laughs> Get back in your hole, Yamcha. <laughs> Yamcha. Moving on to our next news topic. Um. As I mentioned kind of in my week, uh, BioWare really seems to have fixed that Anthem demo. There's some new stuff going on, but i they tried real hard to chose. I, the general consensus amongst those who have played it and those who are more, intele- more informed on this one is maybe wait a couple days after launch if you're on the fence and then give it a shot, but also, like, the release schedule for that game is so fucking stupid that it's possible that, like, if you're in the, like, premier program for EA, by the time the game comes out for the rest of us that aren't willing to subscribe to an EA-based subscription service, they may have fixed the game again, too. So who the fuck knows? Their schedule, too, like, you
0: saw the schedule, I'm guessing you're referencing their release schedule? There's, like, five different release days, yeah. Fuck that! I That alone has turned me off from even considering buying the game right now. Uh, it's... Fuck your schedule bullshit, like, it's really annoying.
1: I would be with you if this wasn't like another time they have done this. Like, they've done this on multiple games at this point. Like this is and the- this is EA's thing. The majority of them only pertain to PC, and it's not like you don't get the game if you just buy the normal game. It's just delayed by like five days, which might <laughs> not be a bad thing. It's not even delayed. Yeah. Like it's more like it's, hey, you get early access. Yeah, are you mm-hmm. a streamer? You probably need this. Everyone else, nah. But yep. also at the same time, the Anthem subreddit is a fucking nightmare.
0: Oh, Did you see how they blew up when they released the DLC or or the uh, the the uh, is it DLC
1: or the, the microtransaction microtrans- shop? We talked about this some last week. I, it's.
0: No, but there was an actual screenshot that came out Yeah, of, like,
1: and what that looks like. No one knows what the conversion for those prices are, so... Like, it's not my job to defend this game, and I'm not going to, but also, like, uh, the amount of undeserved shit this game is getting, when it's not even out yet, like, it's... The the Destiny fanboys are out in stroves against it, the um, Warframe people are out in stroves against it, like, the anti-EA crowd is like fuck this game because EA, the like people that are still mad about Mass Effect Andromeda, are like fuck this game, it's not Mass Effect 4. Uh, it's the the YouTubers that after the fucking VIP demo were like, yo, this game is fucked. I- the reality of where this game is at and the public perception of this game are not equal at this point, and that's that's a real problem. Like e- they will have to find a way to fix that, but it is not deserving of the level of like spectacle hate it has right now. I, I am mm-hmm. very comfortable in saying that. Like it's the, I no one knows what the conversion from real world money to shards is. Shards is dumb, but so is V Bucks and every other type of in game currency. But it's what you yep. do to make sure the money stays in the game, kind of thing. So fuck it, whatever. Prices are not finalized no one can actually access the store yet. That's not in either of the demos that have been out so far. On the flip side, the DLB on the cosmetic stuff that we did have access to, some of that stuff was pretty cool, and I'd happily pay, like, a couple of dollars for it. Not ten, but, like, if you sold me a full set of, like, all the pieces for five dollars, I'd probably buy it if it was cool enough. Hmm. Hmm. Like, the, the stuff isn't Bad. It's purely cosmetic, as best I can tell. Which again, like when you have Destiny and Warframe out there being like, "Oh, look at these look at these microtransactions." Fuck you. Both your games have microtransactions for similar, if not more egregious stuff. Yeah. And like again, I'm not defending Anthem. I am. This game has gotten caught in the like all the people that made their money off of like Destiny Two controversy and shit like that this is them all over again. All the people that are, like, pissed off this isn't exactly the game they want it to be. Also them. Like, it's...
2: Well, it's just a part of the outrage news cycle, you know?
1: Yeah, it it is a cool game that if people gave it a shot, could be something. And, like, it's weird defending an EA product, but also, like, do anyone who's like, oh, Destiny's different because Bungie... I'm like, they only recently fucking split from Activision, guys, and Activision's yeah. literally under investigation right now. Yeah, I don't think EA has ever had that problem, or at least isn't currently. No, I, it's
0: not that. Not that we're aware of.
1: Yeah, and like, and that shouldn't be a point I have to make even either. Like, it's the games should stand on their own merits. I think Anthem is cool. They did a really good job fixing issues from the VIP demo to the public demo. That's that should go a long way for Goodwill and stuff like that. It's, But yeah. also, like, it's so, people in the in the comments being like, oh, fuck this day, like, what's the difference between an LMG, an auto-rifle, and an SMG? You are right, they are all full automatic weapons, but they are very different in-game.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I wanted to ask, because you got a chance to play the actual yes. demo and all that. Um, did they fix the flying situation? Oh, you don't you you don't use keyboard I and mouse. I don't even. play
1: third person games with keyboard and mouse. I it's allegedly for the public demo they have not, but also like, and this is kind of where things get a little bit dicey because the version they've been demoing in their streams is a better version than the game in the demos. Like, and the last stream they put out was them very deliberately saying, "We heard your complaints about mouse and keyboard, and we fixed it." Okay, or we've at least addressed it. Like, it's I I don't know if it's better necessarily, but it is something they are aware of, and the general consensus on PC controls for the public demo has been like, yeah, they're better. Okay. okay good. I, but, but I also would argue this game feels way better played with a controller anyway, because it's got that Destiny thing going on where it's like, your right and your left bumpers on the controller are like, your right and left like hardwire weapons. And there's something mm. cool about doing that. Yeah, I I get it. You prefer piece. You, you prefer mouse and keyboard, and I can't comment on that because I'm never going to play this game that way. That's fair. Yeah. Like it it, it would not even occur to me. It's like people that play the keyboard version of racing games. Like just my brain goes, but why? <laughs> I, I get it. It's in there, yeah. But why? <laughs> and like kind of in the wake of all this too, they've been out there saying, like, one of the biggest complaints coming out of the VIP demo was you can't run in Fort Tarsus. They've confirmed running in Fort Tarsus will be available. Like, it's it's weird. Again, I'm not trying to defend the game. I'm not trying to shill for the game, but, like, a lot of the complaints about the game are very fixable things. They're not, like, fundamentally problematic things. They're like, yeah, you can totally fix this. This is a balancing or, like, in enabling this movement speed concept.
0: Yeah, and that's
1: fair. Yeah, Yeah, and again, like, and this is where it gets really dumb, because, and I think this was a bad choice on their part, the demos have been versions that are, like, based on the streams we've seen, like, two or three months old at least. Like, there was functionality they showed off in the most recent demo that, like, on one hand, it's real cool. It's in there. But it also acts as this kind of bizarre brand of super not most recent because teammate health bars not displayed on your screen. Mm. Like it, th- there are so many weird indicators of these demo builds are probably from like six months ago potentially or something. Like th- they are obviously old builds. Like it's the if you told me this was kind of like the alpha build with a little more polishment, I would believe you because. That's kind of what they feel like, and they mm-hmm. should be. but, yeah, it's, yeah, I I, I don't want to talk more about this I, I'm not trying to defend the game. I'm really not. I'm just saying that like it's this game is getting trampled for unfair reasons. There's lots of very fair reasons to be annoyed by this game. The release schedule is incredibly dumb. The fact this is a bioware game. it's not gonna have the same bioware level of story, it seems is a very valid complaint, but also one, you can't make until the game is out. Not running in Fort Tarsus, big, very defendable complaint. It was a real problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I just got an email notification. Charlie, uh, EA says thank you, and the bag of money is on your way.
1: Sweet. (laughs) Speaking of money, uh, NetEase has grabbed a pretty sizable chunk of Quantic Dreams, the makers of such fine games as, uh, Oh god, I've forgotten all their fine games. Um, they must have made a fine game at some point. Uh, or, no, they, <laughs> they made that robot game I crashed a couple weeks ago. That's not a fine game, or the Fahrenheit franchise, or that Ellen Page weirdness. Uh, They're the David Cage studio, maker of games that have a level of immersion in the maybe-you-don't-want-for-video a video game.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm, hmm, it's like, why, why, why does anybody think this guy is good at at making games, the games sure what money. he it's like sure what he has made are they are video games i would i would call them a video game that's about as much credit as i can give it it's certainly they have certainly made two video games
1: well, so and what I, I i get the impression the general view on david cage games on this podcast ranges from who the fuck is David Cage and what are his video games to me and Henry that are like, fuck David Cage and all his (laughs) video (laughs) games. Uh, But like, uh, whether we want to admit to it or not, the games have been trending upwards. Detroit Become Human did better than Beyond Two Souls, which did better than Heavy Rain. They are are critically acclaimed and very publicly admired games. I, I have had bizarre conversations with people that do not play as many video games as anyone on this podcast, or probably anyone who listens to this podcast who's into video games does. That like, if you're not if, if you're not following who David Cage is, or like less publicized works of similar kind of scale and style, they are impressive games. Like I, in, in the theme park industry, Detroit is very highly regarded because it's visually stunning. And it is. I cannot take that away from that game. It is pretty as hell. It is also yeah. the game that David Cage learned racism is a thing that existed and or still exists, but yeah. visually it's really quite a spectacle.
2: Yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: Like, if our personal feelings aside, those games do well and they are trending upwards and it makes total sense that as Quantic Dreams is preparing to split from their kind of partnership exclusivity with Sony to go more multi platform that NetEase would go, "Hey, you guys are successful ish what do you want? How about you want this money <laughs> yeah i it makes sense the 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 idea of more David Cage games out there is not something I'm a huge fan of, but also they were a great yeah. g- uh, Detroit was a great game to play with only one arm and high on painkillers when I busted up my shoulders, so <laughs> Five out of five stars. Would play it as the only video game I've been able to play in a month and a half, because pain.
0: Oh, Yeah.
1: Please no one give that game a five out of five. <sighs> uh next up on kind of our money talks uh, docket. EA has finally removed FIFA points from the FIFA game in Belgium. Nowhere else yep. is this news kind of relevant or pertinent, but this was because uh Bel uh Belgium government passed a bunch of laws against loot boxes that said they had to be that EA had to be in compliance for this, and EA said nah for several months, and finally they said nah back, and they said okay, fine. As of January 31st, we'll do away with the FIFA point system and therefore loot boxes kind of thing. If you have FIFA points, I get the impression you can still spend them on loot boxes, but you cannot buy more.
2: Yep. Uh, it's yeah I mean but it is important because other places in the world especially I mean if you just think about the EU like are going are looking at this as it progresses because I mean honestly this is this it's pretty big when it comes to games that there's actually legislation that's very specifically aimed at a very specific part of games I mean so that's interesting and i and i think there I, I don't know how narrow or broad their laws are i haven't done that much research into it but i do know the world is watching and minimally the eu is wa- the eu is watching
1: well in the, in this case it was loot boxes were qualified as games of chance which is why they got regulated yes
2: yes and so yeah and i think yeah like i said the rest of the world is watching and it's like is that one way we can kind of rein it in that's still within sort of existing realms of laws? You know, because that's that's what, I mean, even uh, here, the FTC is looking into it for the same reasons, basically, as is this gambling? So, but, I mean, the fact that EU did finally acquiesce instead of just, you know, taking their game out of Belgium is interesting. Is Belgium not that large of a country really uh, it's not it's, it's not a huge country, and so they had to go in and specifically disable something in the game for one country so that I think that also says something I don't know what it says, but it certainly is a message
1: yeah I...
0: yeah this is definitely the 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 first like critical point I guess in like I wonder how much of a ripple effect this is going to have with other countries and their laws and how they view DLCs and things like that, which would be interesting considering you start, you're start, you starting to hear about options where, like, you're not buying a loot box, you're pretty much getting, you know exactly what you're buying, so to speak. Yeah. Kind of like how in Fortnite, Fortnite, they, yep. I don't know if, they, I mean, I think they still have loot boxes, but I, I don't think they do push that anywhere near as much as they do like, hey, this is the stuff that's available today. So it'll be interesting.
1: Yeah, I it's not to offend our Belgium based listeners, but I even EA's reaction to this was, despite being unhappy with it, was kind of like, eh, it's Belgium. Which is not yeah. fair, but also they're not But
2: like I said, they, they but they did change it for a single country yes. and they didn't have to do that. You know, I, I mean they did they did to sell there. But yeah, they could I, have also just pulled out of Belgium, in a sense.
1: And I, I think it's one of those ones where it's the it's just Belgium. It's not the EU as a whole. If it was no, all of not, the EU, yeah. I'd be having a different reaction to this. But it's one of those ones where it's are you losing sales? Probably. Is it a meaningful slice of the pie? Probably not. Unfortunately, like I, I'd like this to be a more meaningful impact. That's going to be.
2: But that's like I said. That's yeah. actually the part of it that surprises me so much, in that it's not that much of their income.
1: yeah but it's them Uh, avoiding potential lawsuits that's 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 the bigger deal it's the they're losing income but avoiding a much larger ramification yeah it makes financial sense to probably do this for better or worse yeah moving on to an old punching bag of ours uh fallout 76
2: hey the gift that keeps on giving sort
1: of i i think this is officially the last time we're going to talk about fallout 76 <laughs> because Ugh. we've hit this kind of groundhog day purgatory moment we've come full circle where a patch to fix things in the game has broken one of the biggest issues from like the beta i think wow and brought back a like not a game-breaking glitch, but like a thing that was fixed for a chunk of time and now isn't. I'm assuming by the time this podcast goes up, it's been fixed again, but a a patch for the game made it so that bobby pins weighed significantly more than bobby pins do in the real world. A really dumb sentence to be said out loud, but in-game, it was a bigger deal because you could not carry infinite bobby pins for picking locks. They had an actual weight to them that was like a multiple of a thousand more than actual bobby pin really weighs (laughs) yeah in game it was proportional ish but like in the real world like how many hundreds of bobby pins do you think you could put in your hand before you even noticed you were holding bobby pins (laughs) yeah
2: they are they aren't made of like spent uranium core they aren't that (laughs) yeah you got the heavy duty one yeah
1: thick hair. Needs the, needs the depleted uranium round ones. <laughs> if I can't shoot it out of a tank to kill another tank, I'm not putting it in my hair is the message you should take away from this. <laughs> <sighs> uh, but yes, like, th- this is dumb and tragic and groundhog-ass, but the real coming full circle is that in Germany they are literally giving copies of Fallout 76 away with other purchases Like video game controllers and other video games. Not selling as a discount, just giving you the other copies.
2: And not even for new controllers, it's coming packed with used controllers.
1: They are literally looking for any way to get rid of them. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Have we reached Duke Nukem forever? levels
1: of failure I think when it comes we're kind of beyond
2: Duke Nukem oh forever. we're well beyond that just just
1: like in, Duke Nukem in a was very a, different yeah. sense Duke Nukem was a bad game and I get that like for you Alex Duke Nukem will always feel personal but for the rest of us that were smarter than you Duke Nukem was just like ah, ah not surprised at all yep. yeah it, yeah we, we Duke Nukem was a sad but like inevitable where it's like of course it's bad who thought it was going to be good this is like, wow, this is Huh. We were not podcasting back when Duke Nukem Forever came up, but if we had been, it would have been like, Duke Nukem is is out. In other news. Yeah, fair enough. It's bad. Who knew? Huh, moving on from that. Uh kind of in a similar like, what the fuck was someone thinking vain? That's Duke Nukem Forever, not a Fallout 76. Uh, Ubisoft invites you to their uh, Division 2 Private Beta with a truly tone-deaf email that I personally fucking think is great. So an email went out from Ubisoft inviting you to this Private Beta on the grounds that they would invite you to see what a real political shutdown looks like.
0: Oh, it's so on the nose, but I think it was kind of funny.
1: Oh, no. But remember, this is a game that during E3 and since E3 when they unveiled it, Ubisoft has been out there screaming as loud as they can. There is nothing political about The Division 2.
0: Other than the fact that it takes place in the nation's
1: capital. Nothing political about The Division 2.
0: Other than the idea that they've declared martial law and there's different organizations now trying to pull for power in
1: areas. Alex, you're, you're bringing up a lot of facts. And proof and support to the idea that Ubisoft doesn't know what the word political means. But I, as the person who reads these things, can only remind you that Ubisoft has gotten out there and said there is nothing political about a video game that takes place in a war torn version of the US Capitol and features phrases like the next civil war of America in its promotional material. Yes. In yep. other
0: news, there is no war in Ba Sing Se.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah,
0: it's...
2: Wow, it's... I mean, to say... Tone Deaf doesn't even cover it, because this just... This was a thing that literally just happened, and people right now are still... They haven't recovered from it. People are still scrambling to try to hold on to their homes. I mean, and and to find money to eat because they haven't been paid for so long. So, I mean, that's pretty awful, but not totally unexpected from sort of marketing, heartless marketing types who... And- who- who who don't or aren't actually human and lack emotions.
1: And in, in Ubisoft's defense, they got out there immediately. They were like, yo, that email we sent was um probably a bad move. But it was already out there and there were glorious pictures of it taken. So Oh yeah. We get to talk about it. Um
2: Oh yeah, I'll just I'll just piggyback onto that. Um it is like we know that the Division 2... Will not be on Steam. That is fact.
1: Yeah, let's let, let, let's let's deal with that now. So, in some ways, the biggest news of the week is that uh, Metro Exodus is joining uh, uh, Division Two on the Epic Launcher platform. Uh, unlike the a- Division Two, Metro Exodus was available for pre-order on Valve, and is no longer you can no longer do that. They have said that pre-orders will be honored, but a year from release is when you'll be able to buy it through Steam again.
2: Crackdown Three also not going to be on Steam,
1: and neither will um Gears of War Five when that comes out. Like Gears of War Four wasn't. I that's a Microsoft game though too. Yeah, yeah. But kind of bring it back to Metro for a second. Unsurprisingly, people reacted to this by beginning to review bomb the Metro games on the on the Steam platform, which is a goddamn shame because Metro games were really fucking good. Because
0: that's what mature people do in that scenario, yes. is to take it out on yep. other
1: games that have already been
0: out. Yeah, that's yes. a
1: good idea.
2: Yeah.
0: Good job, moron.
2: Because, because that's going to make a difference. Something, something.
1: Well, so, Anne, I- I'm not sure how close you can <sighs> followed this. I followed it because I-, I went from being like, yeah, I'm gonna play Metro Exodus to Holy shit, that game comes out in, like, three weeks, doesn't it? Huh. I'm gonna replay those Metro games to being, like, on the Metro pages. And having this shit going on, I'm like, what the fuck? So I found wow. myself following it, and like the number of people posting, like, I was super excited, not getting this game, gonna pirate it now. It got to the point where the developers behind Metro got out there and basically said, yeah, if we have proof that like the majority of PC sales of this game are pirated. If there's a Metro Four, we're not going to release it on PC. That's just how it works. Yep. yep. Like, it's not like you can't play it on PC. You can play it on a different platform. From a and business it's really
2: step. seriously not a big deal.
1: Yeah, it's
2: the console if you wars. Have any the- other Epic games? You already have the Epic. Yeah, Epics thing on your platform on yeah. your computer anyway. So no, and then
1: this has been in a fun week too of me stumbling stumbling across lots of people gatekeeping Epic Games where it's like, remember back when Epic Games made Gears of War and not Fortnite, which I respond, remember back when Epic Games made Unreal Tournament and not Gears of War Yeah Fuckers. Yeah. Fuck yep. you, games change. I remember being real upset there was no new Unreal Tournament, like we had Gear to fort and I'm like, that's not Unreal Tournament. Oh Chainsaw Bayonet, that looks cool. <laughs> yep, and kind of on top of all of this, we've never talked about this before on the podcast because the numbers were a little complicated for me to digest in a meaningful manner. But uh, so part of the success of the epic launcher has been it's something like seventy percent of the active users of it, people that log into it frequently, have never actually used Steam before. Like, really it the, the overlap between the epic launcher and steam is significantly less than i think the majority of people thought like for a lot of people fortnite is literally the first pc game they've ever played wow hmm. and that's fascinating it's not so much that the epic launcher is stealing as of right now it's not be, It it will soon with this type of news but like it wasn't stealing stuff from valve it was bringing people that had never played pc video games to the pc hmm and there is some overlap but like the giant install numbers of the epic launcher are not because of anything but fortnite like they they exist purely from fortnite kind of thing which is not available for, through valve and it makes all the business sense in the world to try and bring some of those people that are not on there because they do not play. People like me who have the Epic Launcher because they were giving away free games, literally that's why I installed it. If you haven't done that, you should do so. They've given away some pretty okay free games, by the way. And because I was curious about that um, Hades thing from the Supergiant Games people. Like, hmm. I am super excited for Metro Exodus. I fucking love the Metro games. Hell, I'm playing through the two other Metro games because I'm like, oh shit, though, like Metro Exodus is coming. I could just play the last two Metro games quickly again. They're really fun. Yeah. I personally don't care. I- I'm used mm-hmm. to consoles. I'm used to kind of like, I have four different installers right now on my desktop, on, on my laptop, because that's how many places video games are played. Like, same. Yeah. It's, I understand it's not in Valve, but also grow the fuck up. Welcome to the Console Wars, but the least the lowest stakes version of the Console <laughs> Wars, because it's not you have to buy the Epic Launcher, you just have to download it. And you can still get as many games through Steam as you want, but occasionally you're gonna have to venture outside of your comfort zone, I guess, and play on another platform.
2: God. It's just we we as humans, we we are so such obviously animals, it's like we will make a tribe out of anything, just just any any excuse to make a a tribe so that we can fight and bicker and battle over yep. dumb things. Like now it's launchers, not even on like a separate system. It's not like epic games launchers only on Mac OS or something. no, they're all available across you could yeah, I'm like you said, I'm sitting here looking at four different ones on my desktop. I don't really care. I can play them all on all, all PC. You it can doesn't... have
1: the Steam Launcher and the Epic Game Launcher open at the same time, even. And then and Discord you Discord play to chat and, to your friends.
2: Yeah, and you play, and the Blizzard app, and the Origin app. It's like, you can have them literally all open at the same time and play whatever you feel like. It's, it's just, it, but yeah, I... It's, we're 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 big dumb animals
1: <laughs> and and uh, the, the only and this is kind of like a, with a giant fucking asterisk next to it the only semi valid argument i've heard against the epic launcher in the grand spectrum of things is the 10 cent involvement and the fact that there have been some games like Ring of Elysium that had some weird controversy of having some malware as part of the install but you know where Ring of Elysium's available in the U.S. market? Steam.
0: Bum, nope. bum, bum. <laughs> yeah,
1: I... To rewind to the actual story of Metro Exodus coming to Epic only on PC for the first year, it makes a lot of sense. The money split on Epic is far more favorable than the one on Steam. Steam is even Steam's revamped looking better on paper one is not better than the Epic one. Yep. That's just a fact. It's the scummy, money grubby, whatever you want to, whatever, however you want to describe it, from a pure, where are we going to get the best cut for our game? It's Epic. Technically it's Discord, but that's a whole other nightmare. Yeah. (laughs) If you're looking for a billion dollar idea, Make a program that accesses all of my libraries at once so I don't have to go through multiple libraries to find a game. All I'm saying. Make a good I, There, There are versions of that out there that suck, but like, if you could make a program that just does that for me, you will make a lot of money.
2: Mm. Yeah. So, a sort of meta launcher. Yes. Otherwise known as an operating system. Yeah, that's
1: what <laughs> like, Literally, I'd be okay yeah. with like, Excel doc level, like, <laughs> Interface. Just, <laughs> Here's all the games you own. Click this link to play back. Ah, yes. Click.
2: To, yeah, yeah. No, I get, I get it.
1: Um, I guess while we're on the topic of Epic, we can jump to Fortnite for a second. Uh, Alex, can you pronounce this music person's names better than I came? Marshmallow. It's just marshmallow. Yeah. Is it just marshmallow? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just marshmallow. Yep. Okay. Looks like it spelled weird or something. Um. He is a very popular music person, man, thing in a mask with the children, it seems, or the young people. Uh, He did a 10-minute live concert, I guess, in Fortnite. People seem pretty pleased with it.
2: Which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I watched some videos of it, and I'm like, this is neat. I I think the coolest part of it was on his tour schedule, he listed um, Fortnite's Pleasant Park as a venue and the date.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: That's my favorite that's version
2: actually, of it. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. I think that's... It's... Uh, it's just kind of a further furthering of sort of the melding between the online world and the offline world and how there's not... Yep. Uh, there's differences, but the division is sort of shrinking. Or getting
0: uh, grayer. I'd like to point out this is probably one of the first mainstream ones, but definitely not the first... Virtual concert in like a game environment. Yes,
1: we are aware that um, we were also aware that kind of some of this stuff was done in um, the Matrix Online. Uh, yes, Alex, I yes. love you when you talk. That's right. <laughs>
0: it was, but also it was done on Second Life. Yep. And I think there was another game where um, who was it? Oh, I can't remember. But there was another DJ who actually did a a live show in another game that was online. I know Second Life was one of them. But there was another one. I can't recall off the top of
1: my head. I'll f- I'll find it.
0: Underfill's dead mouse. I don't know. I feel like it might have been dead mouse.
1: Feels like a dead mouse thing to do. Yeah.
2: <laughs> for some reason that just sounded right to me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> nah, I seem to go over pretty well. People seem pleased with it. Like uh, marshmallows, no stranger to Fortnite. I guess he was involved with Ninja at some point. So this isn't a big surprise for some that. I don't know. But people seem down with this. Yeah. yeah. Um it you know what it was? It was Minecraft.
0: They did something. Oh, Monster Cat. Mm. Monster Cat the YouTube channel. Oh yeah. Had a yeah. whole thing with Minecraft. Yes, they did a whole festival. Mm. Yes.
2: Yes. So, cool.
0: Yeah. It, we're getting there, but everyone knows the original was The Matrix Online.
2: Yeah. Gaming is just so much more. I mean, it's it's crazy to watch gaming get so super mainstream because it's been in and out of mainstream. To be honest, like yeah, like it like in the seventies, it was pretty mainstream. It was like like people of many ages played lots of video games and arcades and everything else. It was, is it was, and then it kind of quieted down a while and became. Uh, I guess the console era kind of forced us all back into our musty dark corners of rooms with our tvs and consoles but we've seen it explode it explode back out into the mainstream and i think that's interesting
1: yeah and what do you guys want to do next um sony news stardock or titanfall
0: eh, let's do stardock okay
1: I, I kind of expect you might be actually up on this one henry but in case you're those playing along at home um Uh, Stardock is a company that has made a game called Star Control Origins, which my understanding of the saga, as we talked about this before, I believe, is the owners of the franchise it's not totally clear who owns the IP at this point. They got permission to, they made a game, it's doing okay, it's a thing out there, and then they were the first video game ever to have their game taken down via the um, DMCA system yep uh for those so what that is that's the digital media copyright act uh, it's back it's for sale they're kind of they're entering into a new round of ongoing lawsuits but the game is back at least uh, it's truly a mess
2: <laughs> yeah but... I mean it's 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 a similar kind of I I guess it wasn't as much of a battle but with the uh... Sony owning the rights to make movies about Spider-Man and X-Men. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, Disney, but now all that's kind of, but yeah, I mean, it's, but yeah, the battle between the two and like, it's really weird who owns the, I mean, it's, it is bizarre to, to what they're claiming ownership on. The whole, the whole thing is weird, but yeah, the DMCA thing, that is nuts. It's, yeah, I mean that's a very very weird use of the DMCA, and I'm and I guess in a certain sense I'm kind of glad that it got that it got you know undone essentially to be honest. I wouldn't. That seems like a, a something that could be way too easily abused. It's already abused a lot. Yeah. DMCA has been abused mainly on YouTube a lot, like abu- really abused on YouTube. Just take off something that somebody doesn't like Mm -hmm. as opposed to actually breaking anything and in this case it's uh, i mean i can kind of understand but uh yeah it's that's the dmc is troublesome as it is it is i don't like it in general but this is just a pretty horrendous way of using it i in my own opinion
1: that's been the general reaction to it too like again this is the first and only game i'm aware of that wasn't like egregiously in violation. This isn't the first mainstream game, even of games that maybe should have been DMCA'd to actually be DMCA'd. Yeah. Interesting times. Let's do a quick one next. Um, so, literally on the day this podcast officially goes up, this news may come to pass, It's kind of a bit of a rumor, but it seems concrete enough we're going to talk about it anyway, a free-to-play Titanfall Battle Royale game Allegedly comes out on the fourth of January in the US. now I have heard nothing about this game prior, despite being a huge Titanfall fan, so if this is a real thing, I might be very interested. This
0: is kind of intriguing though. It's called say. Apex
1: Legends. It will be coming for PC, Xbox, and PS4. It's free to play, Battle Royale, as I mentioned. Um you won't be able to use the Titan Mech suits, so it's gonna be mostly the kind of uh, uh, what are they called, the pilots, some um, free running mechanics and stuff, which could be a real cool thing. Hmm. And heroes will have, and the characters will have abilities. So we will see what this is like. It feels like it's kind Ooh. of a Call of Duty Black Ops Battle Royale thing, style thing, potentially, so...
2: Mm. Hmm. I think as, that's kind of cool. Yeah, as long as this is I mean, Titanfall Titan-
1: 3, I'll be happy.
2: Yeah, well, Titanfall seems like a game that would make for a very cool Battle Royale. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah,
1: so... The... Titanfall is a weird game where, like, it's the the Titans who make it super iconic, but, like, the original game, a couple years, like, I I think it's like a year after its release, people were were primarily playing the No Titans pilot-only mode, because, like, the level of traversal in that game was real fucking cool, and then Titanfall 2 came out and launched with both Titan and Titan-free modes, and, like, nah, there are reasons to do both, but, yeah. That game is real fun. Mm. I would watch some eSports of that, hypothetically. This <laughs> high-level play of that game is nuts. Hmm, yeah. And, last but not least, on our news this week, uh, again, this one's a bit of a rumor, so throw a little asterisk next to it in your brain. Uh, Sony filed a patent that per- for the PS5, most probably, that pertains to backwards compatibility. The patent, uh, the, the American version of the patent's kind of vague in its translation and all that jazz, so some of this is kind of reading between the lines, but the patent talks about basically addressing the idea of making uh, hardware and a system inside the PS5 that would be capable of not only reading and s- essentially simulating the ar- the infrastructure and architecture of the PS4, but of all of Sony's platforms to date.
2: Which is crazy
1: and it's not clear i mean if, yeah and i it's not clear if that would mean you could just put a ps1 game in a ps5 and it'd work but it really kind of hints at that Which that's that's yeah that'd be nuts
2: uh, i'd be super cool but yeah i yeah i mean i hope they roll with that
1: and around the time this patent came out um someone i think it was at digital foundry got out there and said. Something along the lines of, oh, the PS5 will absolutely have backwards compatibility. And like, can't confirm exactly what this patent goes into, but there's enough around this that it seems pretty viable.
2: Hmm. Um, I- I'll just piggyback something real quick onto the end of that. So that Nintendo is reportedly trying to go for a smaller version of the Switch to put that out this year, even, as early I think early we talked about year. that
1: last week. There have been some rumors oh, yeah. about Did some we? Harbor redesigns. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Nothing but, official yeah, yet, that no, I saw. But now we've got something more, like, uh, it's in a Japanese newspaper Okay, I missed that, that, yeah. And so, yeah, on Nikkei Report, uh, yeah, they're smaller and cheaper Switch model, and essentially, it it seems like a move to kind of replace the 3DS. As their kind of mobile platform. Which makes sense. I mean the DS has had a long. And illustrious career. With yeah. some truly fantastic games. And. But uh, it can uh, I don't know how long. That they're planning on supporting it.
1: Uh, they've, so, I mean, that's, They've officially that... announced. Their ending support for it. But and I think the article you brought yeah. up. Kind of hints at the idea that. There is a world where a mobile only. Switch is a thing you could sell. Yeah. And I think we live in yeah. that world.
2: Oh yeah. Hmm. The, the mobile, the mobile systems have always sold amazingly better than everything else, be, yeah. if only because of price point, to be honest. Like, which would you rather buy your child? A $500 console with $60 to $80 games? Or a $150 console with games that are as cheap as 20 so I mean that's no, that, I, that's kind of a that's kind of a no brainer. the for same most, for most families the that, in
1: the past is the idea that like as a Switch owner, I would happily buy a more rigid, better designed Switch. Like if you lost that whole stupid nunchucking off the side thing, I would be very interested. Hmm. Yeah,
2: but but yeah, I just I just thought I'd throw that in there because yeah. now there's some more news on it anyway. Yeah. So it's more than just just rumor.
1: The next round of consoles could be very interesting. Yeah. It'll be very interesting to say the least. Yeah. Yes, we just said that.
0: Very shut up. Why are you <laughs> like
1: this? <laughs> Why are you the way that you are? News is over, <laughs> doing emails now. God. I, I give the Matrix Online credit once and this happens. <laughs> yeah,
2: don't encourage him.
1: Yeah. I'm going to start with the beating the dead horse email. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Right. You want to contact us, Alex? How'd you go about doing that?
0: Uh, You'd go ahead and pull up the email client of your choosing, and in the two column, you would simply put wickedawesomecast
1: at gmail.com. What's that email again, Henry? That is
2: wickedawesomecast Wicked awesome cast at gmail.com.
1: Wicked Awesomecast at gmail.com. Spells as it sounds down the show notes, et etc. Cetera, et cetera. Please send us emails blaming Henry. Not Henry, sorry, Alex, for how bad the intro to emails was this week. He's the reason <laughs> they were taken away from you. Interesting. <laughs> uh this one comes in from Kyle. Your Wicked Awesome class. Last week the idea of giving up on an on. A on an ongoing news story was brought up due to, uh, due to cast inertia on a topic. <laughs> Didn't carry through this week, though, apparently. I am a relatively recent listener to the, uh, the... I'm a relatively recent listener, sorry. So, the Blizzard and Fallout 76 sagas have been my first experience with you three covering ongoing stories. I'm assuming that there are, that these are not the first topics, and with that in mind, do you have, for whatever reason, any favorite stories that just wouldn't die? If so, was there a point where you did a 180 on the topic? Um, the most obvious one, I think this predates both of you, was The Division.
0: Oh, well, I, re- I was kind of, I caught around some of the end, like beginning you, you, of that, actually. Yeah. So,
1: and, I- and that one was kind of fun to follow because, like, it had this very interesting, like, almost literary arc to it where it was, the game came out and people were like, okay, cool, the game was out. And then, like, Two weeks after the game being out, the game caught on fire, and not like small on fire, like people glitching through walls in the Dark Zone and making that place a hellscape to play in on fire. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, Ubisoft didn't fix it for like three weeks, and every week something worse seemed to get like stacked on to the existing inferno that was all the divisions on fire, and. Then eventually they just turned it around, and then we were covering, like, yeah, so they're fixing the Division. So, like, it went from, like, the Division's out, Charlie's playing it, to the Division's on fire! To, yeah, the Division's playable again, I guess.
0: Yeah, but it, <laughs> it took a while for that third oh, like curve six to come months. back. Like, it was, it was, it, it was just, I thought the game was just dead. Like, I yeah, didn't hear I, anything about it, and then, I like, I did too, oh, yeah. they're fixing things.
1: I, don't, I stopped playing it because, again, because like, of this podcast, I have to, I have to kind of Follow the news more closely, and the idea of playing a game <laughs> that just had some of the issues I kept reading about. I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? The destiny is <laughs> right there, and it's not full of this.
0: Yeah, mm. no, I, I I remember that saga. I remember following yeah. that storyline. So that was a fun one to do, and it's actually kind of nice because I think it was actually once you brought once it came back into the news cycle that it was doing better. I actually downloaded it again and gave it another shot, and I actually enjoyed it. The next time Ooh. around,
1: yeah, I. Not everything
0: was a fucking bullet
1: sponge. So, <laughs> and like, and to compare that thing to Fallout 76 for a second, like, Fallout 76 was never as on fire as the Division was. Like, that's a weird thing to say. Like, <laughs> the Division was this kind of bizarre thing where, like, it came out, seemed solid for about a week and a half, and then like Hindenburg itself,
0: like Ugh, it, it yeah. went from
1: zero to what the fuck happened in, like, a patch, and it just kept burning, and, like, DLC got delayed and cancelled, and, like, things were, like, like, like Alex, I assumed the game was dead. Like, all signs pointed to this was just a game that you now walk the fuck away from. Like, yeah. And they turned around and made a good game, but, like, it's the all-past video game company behavior looked like okay yeah a lot of people bought this we sold like <laughs> 3 million copies maybe we'll sell some more but it's time to cut and run <laughs> and they didn't and that's a, that's like kind of the what was the 180 topic on that one like it's the when they like access it and they start supporting the game we got to come back and be like yeah the game doesn't suck anymore apparently can you confirm you, I'm not playing the division I got these destiny yeah. raids to do yeah yeah I have That's definitely the one, I think, in SWS history we had the most fun following. And, like, Fallout 76 just kind of dragged. It was like, yep, the game's still broken. The Division was like, okay, people are glitching through walls one week. Next week, someone found a pistol in the game that does a million X damage. Next week, someone found two pistols in the game that do a million X damage. (laughs) week after that, There's a gun that shoots fire. Nothing is supposed to shoot fire. (laughs) Week after that, people found ways to make themselves invincible in PvP. No, it's not the glitching out of bounds glitch. It's a totally different glitch. Which they still have fixed the glitching out of bounds one. So you get these videos of people like invincible squads fighting each other and the game just (laughs) losing its shit yeah there there was an entertaining comedicness to it <laughs> that made it just more bearable that like the fall seventy six and the Blizzard stuff just hasn't had like I know we don't act like it, but we never want a game to do that like despite all my skepticism, I was prepared to eat crow and be like, yeah fall seventy six is fine, Yep. but it wasn't, nope, nope,
2: nope <laughs> I have to say the fastest like just switcheroo has been Blizzard though.
0: Yeah, that I mean, one's really really, really and that's just been <laughs> since
2: my my run. It's like they I mean, how they tanked themselves so quickly in so little time, it's just like that that was a wow, I mean, that, you know, not on so much fun to cover, but just I can't believe that it's heading downhill this quickly
1: yeah that one has an impish glee of enjoyment for me because like literally the week before the shit hit the fan me and alex had a very angry argument as our main topic about what the (laughs) nature of blizzcon was and then like, Uh, like the week or the week after like within like two weeks alex was on the podcast being like yeah blizzcon shouldn't be a thing it's a giant advertising scam (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, I think it was it was after BlizzCon that yeah. like I changed my mind on it because it was it basically is the way it was handled like Inferno, it was yeah, oh God, <laughs> yeah no it was bad and the, and the fact that like I actually had told Charlie this and it still is in my mind but there's a panel on merchandise at BlizzCon, mm-hmm. yep like a panel on merchandise, I don't give a shit about the panel for merchandise.
2: Like you could have a display of your merchandise. Like that's that, that's pretty normal. And that's
0: totally cool. That's fine. Have a vendor yeah yeah shop. yeah.
2: That's that's expected. But nobody really wants to hear about how you marketed and created it. Nope. That's that's literally what what no gamer cares about. I don't care what the backstory is on a diva backpack. I really fucking don't
1: but Alex what if you paid to watch that advertising live stream
2: oh wow yeah I don't yeah
1: um, so yeah the Star Citizen saga definitely jumps to mind that's less of a clusterfuck as bored just a like for so long the story has been this may be a scam we're pretty sure it is and the story still is this sure seems like a scam but Charlie has money <laughs> in it now so ah.
0: Charlie's invested <laughs> now. There's no going yeah. back.
1: Yeah, I think I'm missing an obvious one. We had a lot of fun with.
0: Um, I'm actually trying to think of one I've like we've done that. I mean the set, yeah. the division one was a big one. Yeah, but, like, I, I can't
1: re- I can't recall one here, that you we followed. A couple because there was definitely some stuff we followed. I
0: I would say the ongoing coverage of I don't know if it's necessarily a twist, but the ongoing coverage one maybe during like adpocalypse and the YouTube drama with different YouTubers maybe. Yeah.
1: That that one's not so much fun as just, like, I I know we got sick of covering it just because it was like, okay, the the aspect of that was, like, how is PewDiePie gonna fuck up this week?
0: And and the thing was it wasn't just him, like, it was multiple people just like, okay, Mm -hmm. what did YouTube fuck up this time? Or what did YouTubers fuck up this time? Oh, it was Logan (laughs) Paul doing this shit. Oh, it was the other Paul doing this shit. Oh, it was PewDiePie. Oh, so-and-so. Oh, YouTube's jumping in and doing fucked up shit now. Okay, YouTube like it was just yeah. that whole that whole ecosystem just kept feeding yeah. bullshit for a I mean, long time that we, i think we got month, tired of it
1: that thing totally changed like you got to watch in like real time as the gaming media space changed in bizarre and meaningful ways and not like in a slow way and like grand sweeping evolution rapidly happening in uncontrolled ways type of ways yeah
0: yeah especially during apocalypse yeah both one and yep. two
1: if you will yeah nothing else comes to mind it's like a bunch of our ongoing coverage once we're back with jeff just because like that was a couple years ago back when you didn't support games the way you do now like i've there's probably some ongoing destiny shit we covered at some point that was just like yep thorn is yeah. still broken people are still outraged i it, 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 personally what I like to follow are the like legitimate news sites like Forbes is perpetually posting stuff about Destiny and that's bizarre but also kind of cool in my book like if, yeah I, they, they have someone there that loves writing about loot shooters so like he's been writing about Warframe and Anthem and Destiny 2 a lot lately and it, it shouldn't matter but it's kind of fun having Forbes write about games I care about mm-hmm, yeah and like the guy obviously plays them. He has like an upbeat. He's like, "Yeah, here's here's what's going on." Like, but it's a very like it's a very Forbesy version of like, let's deep dive into some shit about these games that like most gamers won't care about, but you who read Forbes, who has a kid who plays video games, might find interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you for writing in, Kyle.
2: Yes, thank you.
1: All right, next one from Otis. you we an awesome cast. Well, on a trip to Charlie and Jeff's home city, I realized that your podcast contains Boston slang. And this got me thinking about <laughs> slang and how we live in a time where it feels like there's more slang than ever, which got me thinking about my favorite slang words. You frequently say to ask you anything. So today I ask, what is your favorite modern slang phrase or word and why? Mm. Oh, I got two that are obvious. Okay. I like flex and stunt. Those are classics. I. I, I I love both versions of Flex. I like, am gonna go flex on them fools, and I love weird flex, but okay.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. I like yeah. weird flex, but okay.
1: And stunts just a way of life, so.
0: hmm Um I'm gonna go ahead and just uh throw out swag. Yes.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought you'd yeah. say.
0: Yep. That's, I saw that's this in my really head. went like
1: Alex was gonna say swag. Yeah.
0: Swag 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 swag. Uh, That's a bad podcast. Bad podcast. <laughs> <burn> this
1: episode,
0: <laughs> you know why? Because you couldn't hurt me this time, Charlie. You couldn't ruin pop tarts or something else to hurt me with this week. That's why.
1: What do you got, Henry? Yeah,
0: you know, I'm trying to think,
2: but I, I'm I'm not actually I'm not actually sure. I mean. I guess, I mean, I guess it's because part of what I do, like, I don't tend to use a lot of slang, to be honest. I I use a certain amount, and the slang that I use is ancient, like, I still say rad, unironically. I mean, so, yeah, I, I don't even know, I don't even know what my favorite slang would be, I mean, I, I can think of memes, but I'm not thinking of slang, I guess, that's and I know there's slang associated with the memes that I enjoy, but I I can't even think I can't actually think of something.
1: Mm.
2: I'm trying to rack my brain. It's and I'm sure there's some slang that I'm probably using a, a lot, and I just even don't even notice anymore because I use it so often. But uh, I I'll have to think about that one for a second. Mm. What about you, Alex? Already Oh Alex. Yeah, you just already said it. Yeah. That's right. Swag. Yeah, swag, yeah. Yeah, I... Hmm. Hmm. I,
1: I almost just enjoy ah. the realization of, oh shit, that podcast contains fucking Boston slang that immediately fall by projectile vomiting into an alley. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I don't know, like Thick. I kind of like the T-H-I-C-C. I think that one's... Thick with two C's?
1: Yeah.
0: That's a good one. Yeah.
1: Um... Yeah. Someone uh, told me once that the thick with two C's spelling is we've got double eyeballs for double the focus. <laughs> I don't believe that that's the explanation for it, but someone said it once. <laughs> I thought I'd tell you now. <laughs> double serving. Yeah, I remember off of that. That's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> that does it for email this week. Y'all got anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? Uh,
0: nope. No, I'm, I'm good for now, other than uh, you can follow me on my social medias, maybe online across the board. That's everything.
2: You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook as KrakenZero, that is Z-E-R-Zero.
1: Oh, I guess breaking mm. news, um, it is possible that as part of the last day of the Anthem demo, they may show off some endgame because some weird murder vortex has opened up in the sky of the Anthem demo.
0: Oh boy! There's there have me to something might di-
1: happen, but it's not clear what that means. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Time to get on that. Yeah, get off this so I can go check that weirdness out. That seems intriguing. <laughs> but yeah, podcast uh, will be back next week, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, me and Alex now have like a couple weeks before Anthem comes out. So, are you still buying that game, Alex, or nah? I'm on the fence about it right now. Sure.
0: But you wind up buying it, we should
1: stream that when it comes out. Yeah,
0: I, I probably will end up getting it,
1: but yeah. I am going to try and rejigger the YouTube channel some this week so that um, at least Alex and Henry's... You have a YouTube channel, right, Henry?
0: Uh,
2: Not the one that I actually use. Oh,
1: fair enough. <laughs> if you send me that, I will set it up so that at least whenever you post stuff, it'll show up on the SWS channel so it's easier to find your stuff, hypothetically. Or just go and it'll it'll still be linked to your sites or your channels. Hmm. But yeah. We got nothing else to talk about. Who wants to close it out?